you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. You're listening to Our Dad's Podcast from San Diego, California. Straight edge for life, son. Yo, what's up? Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. And thanks to you for supporting the show. Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Um, if you were listening to the intro, we, uh, we took a new song, uh, Watusi, from the album titled Noontide of Humans. So they're uh, always some good homies. So I'm always loving to, uh, what's up, Brandon? Always loving to uh, support those guys. So check them out. We're coming to you live from the Innovations in Recovery Conference down in San Diego, California at Hotel Del Coronado. Uh, check us out at SoberGuy.com for past episodes, resources. You can also contact us there. Now, if you have any questions about whether you or a loved one may need help, you can contact Foundations Recovery Network at 877-714-1318. They have nationwide residential and outpatient facilities, and uh, they can also provide a confidential assessment and review the best treatment options for you or your situation. One more time, that's 877-714-1318. We're talking with Jaina Woodbury today, (laughs) my friend from the Chadwick house. Yes, Jaina, what's up? Thanks for stopping by today. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here again. We're in the booth at uh, at the old conference center. There's a lot going on. All that noise in the background, people partying down, sober, talking, networking. It's pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, last year we called it the schmooze fest. <laughs> we did. I forgot yeah. about that. The straight schmooze. It is. You know, there's a little bit of schmoozing involved, you know? Yeah. It's all part of the game, though. <laughs> Heck yeah. So how you been? I hear you're pregnant again. Congratulations. Thank you're, you. Your fourth girl. Fourth girl. Unreal. I make girls. You make girls. I got to give your husband some mad props and respect right there, man. Uh, so you got five girls, including yourself, including man. Including myself, five. He's a brave man. He is. Keeps him in line, though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it softens him a little yes. bit, you know? Yep. Well, I have Lucy and my wife, Jess, and uh, man, the two of them, they're like a force to be reckoned with. Yes. I can't even mess with them. So I can't imagine having five of them, five yeah. Lucy and Jessica's. No, you're next. No, you think so? No way. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Who knows? Unless God has another plan, like I said earlier, we never know. Uh, so I hear the the ch- so. Well, for those who haven't listened, I'll put this uh, the I put the link in the show notes here. Uh, Jana was on last year at uh, at at uh, Innovations in Recovery, and that's Sober Guy episode one twenty eight. I'll put the link in the uh, show notes. You can check that one out. But this year, uh, you're back again, obviously, because you're yes. sitting in front of me. So um, tell us for those who haven't heard uh, one twenty eight who you are, what you're about, you're in recovery yourself, I'm in and, then, recovery. and then we'll jump into the Chadwick House. So I just got six years in January. Congrats. Thank That's you. legit right there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I am the director of admissions at Let the Chadwick House. Let me have you scoot up a little bit there. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Pull, pull it up there then a little bit. There we go. Cool. Yeah, we like got a lot of background. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I'm the director of admissions at the Chadwick House, and it is an aftercare program for women. So yeah. I help other ladies find the path of sobriety and recovery. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
And uh, congrats on six years. Just I think I said that, but in case I didn't. No, thank you. Yes, it's pretty sweet. It's a big deal. Um, well, you had your own your own journey, and it wasn't it wasn't easy. I know we talked about it a little bit last time, mm-hmm. and um, you were kind of in and out for a while, right? So I got not necessarily in and out. I had an intervention um, when my oldest daughter, who's eight now, was two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was pregnant in treatment. Maybe that's yeah, like the, that's that's, that's so crazy. Was. Yeah. <laughs> when you said too, so your daughter you mentioned um, who's two. We were talking before we started recording. She's eight now. Yes. And she's like practicing. Yo- would you say yoga or meditation? No, she's or? teaching. So she's volunteering, teaching meditation to the children that went through the treatment center that me and her went through. At eight years old. At eight. And she's public speaking. You said she gave a public a presentation she, she, recently. Well, she spoke at um, a fundraiser. Of like 400 people. Over 400 people. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Recovery's doing some amazing it things. It is. Yeah. It is. So talk about the Chadwick house a little bit. When we talked last time, you had one house. Um, one house. And, and just to uh, just to mention here, Brandon Stump just stopped by and gave you a hug. And yeah, he's he, the best. He, he's an awesome dude. We had him on before. Um, and they started with the Ohio house, which is a men's. And they have like 10 or 15 houses now or 17 13. or something. 13. Somewhere around there. <laughs> they got a whole bunch of them and they're doing some awesome things. And they branched off and created the Chadwick house, which yeah. is for women. So how's it grown since last year? It's grown a lot. So the Ohio house opened in 2011 um, and have grown to what it is today. And then we opened a little over a year ago. And we have four houses today. So when we spoke last time, we had one house. And I don't even think we were officially... Yeah. Open yet. Yeah, it was the early stages early for sure. Early stages. I'm going to yeah. scoot your... Better? There you go. Yeah. At different times throughout the conference, it's like you get louder noise because people are partying down and networking. And mm-hmm. then sometimes when the people are speaking, they're in the room, so it's quiet and stuff. Yeah. So we're just, we're just making adjustments as we go. <laughs> um, so how many, how many women? 27. Dang, that's crazy. I know. And how? So how's that going? What are you seeing? Like, what are some of the things that um, that are, that is um, uh, going on? Well, women working with women is challenging. It can be. Yeah. Um, so far, it's it's been pretty good. Uh, we haven't had anything too chaotic happen. Um, yeah. The good thing with aftercare is when they're coming to us, they're already in 30 days, usually of residential treatment, so yeah. they're able to stabilize. So when they come to us. Um, we're just adjusting what their treatment process looks like, being able to more so introduce fun yeah. um, in sobriety. And so we have, you know, on the Chadwick side, we're the sober living component. Yeah. Um, and so we have a full schedule for them, structured. So, so they're are, doing things like cardio boxing, equine, surf lessons, uh, body boot camp, um, volunteering, that's important. Yeah, service work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Service yeah, for work. sure. Kind of like the root of what we do yeah what do you guys do for service work like what's soup kitchen nice. so feeding the homeless so you guys are out in the community a lot they go to the lynn house um yeah. which is an indigent house for women uh-huh. um and volunteer whether it's reading the big book or whatever it is nice um giving back yeah so what is like um you know we're talking about some of the programs and some of the activities what does like a normal day look like at the house or whatever well they need to wake up 
What time? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you get to sleep till like 10, bro. And yeah, then you just, just wake up. Go surf like all day and come back if you're ready. Maybe you hit a meeting. No, it's probably yeah. not like that. Well, our workout classes are usually at 10 a.m. So the hope is that they're waking up doing that chore because yeah. they're living in a community. It's important for them to be accountable, especially with cleanliness. Yeah. Um, sure. So they're doing their chore, going to the activity, and then they have their clinical stuff in the afternoon. So they're waking up. Oh, I've had some girls wake up at like 6.30, go yeah. to a beach meeting. Um, some of them like to sleep a little later. Some like to yeah. sleep past 10. And that's when we have to have a special conversation. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in there? Yeah. Um, but fun. for the most part, they, they get in the swing of things and understand that structure um, and waking up and starting your day yeah. is important, especially in sobriety, because we didn't do that necessarily in yeah. addiction. Yeah. Um, we just did what we want. Yeah, we just did whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. all the time, anytime. <laughs> Usually didn't turn out too hot either. No. Um, do you find that there's, or, or what do you, what's your opinion at least on the difference in um, in like a woman's house versus a men's house? And obviously you're not a man, you haven't been in a men's house, but you've been, you know, your husband's in recovery, mm-hmm. you're connected to the Ohio house, so I know that you see a lot of that stuff too. Like how different is it for women in recovery? I feel like there's a lot more crisis intervention. There's more of an emotional component uh, for the women, which is okay, but uh, it's a lot more maintenance in terms of that, you know, being able to be consistent with how I'm communicating with them, um, letting them know that they're supported. It's having to validate um, and be that consistent voice of just neutrality for the most part. Yeah. Is Is it hard to build trust there? Like at first, at least when they first, I mean, obviously, I guess they've been in, they've already been 30 days, so that probably helps. Um, but what do you, what do you think about that? Like the relationship building? I haven't part? had too many issues. Sometimes I do, but because I do the admissions piece, I'm on the phone with that client before they even come explaining the program um, and speaking to their families as well. And so I have that relationship with them before they even get here yeah. um, and so that's why the consistency piece as I mentioned is important because yeah. um, they want to know who's on the phone so making sure that when they do get here I'm saying hi um, they know who I am and, and that helps with the level of trust yeah um, but then I also have to be the bad guy sometimes and what does that look like <laughs> um, <laughs> contracts restriction if they're not doing what they're supposed to do early curfew um, just holding them accountable yeah. it's you know that tough love approach I guess you could say um, so that does create some dissonance, naturally yeah. so. I don't expect every girl that comes to me to be super peachy yeah. for their entire stay. So what? It, how long is this stay? Like if somebody is, um, is there a certain time Seven frame? Seven to eight months. It, oh, really? It's oh, long. yeah. Okay. I've had girls stay with me longer. I really? had a girl who was still actually with me um, almost a year now. Yeah, that's pretty. So they're they're actually really... Um, building relationships and um, you mentioned fun too I think that's a big big thing like I know I probably would have got sober a couple years sooner well possibly who knows but one of the hang-ups for me was like how the hell am I gonna have fun right like what am I gonna do because all I really know how to do to have fun is to like party yeah you know so that's a huge part of it and it sounds like you guys are like out doing all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, surfing, like who doesn't like surf, who doesn't at least want to try it? Well, yeah. And it, it's exposing them and reminding them um, to figure out what their passions are because we lose sight of that in yeah. addiction. And so a lot of them, when they do come, they have that stabilized period of time, the stabilization. Um, they start remembering a little bit 
more of who they are or they're finding themselves again. And so being yeah. able to have the fun, the, the play time, I guess you could say, yeah. for, <laughs> for us ladies. <laughs> for you ladies. Yeah, it's play time. Wake up. I just want to dance. Yeah. I just want to go dance. They, they yeah. <laughs> they have fun. <laughs> My wife and I joke about it. I think it was like a Dane Cook skit. And he was talking about that, about how he's like, dudes, he's like, could you imagine if a dude was like, I just want to go dance, bro. <laughs> and they started doing the lady thing. Anyways, I'll leave, I'll leave the comedy to him. I'm not that funny. But um, so, um, man, I totally just lost my train of thought now, too. Because you were talking about dancing. And I know. You're so so excited dancing. Now. I was kind of, I was a little bit yeah. too excited about dancing. And like, I cannot <laughs> dance. My wife can dance pretty good. She used to cut a rug. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, what what else is going on in the world besides pregnant and pregnant, Chadwick House, fourth and, girl, Chadwick House? Yeah. I'm finding myself to be surrounded by a lot of women, which I've come to the understanding that that is my path is to be able to um, support other women in finding their yeah. healing. I guess you could say is raising my little ones as well with you know, different principles in their life, um, openly talking about their emotions and how to healthfully process, um, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, that's been this past year, just a yeah. lot of estrogen, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of estrogen, a lot no, of women. No, that's cool. So what do you, um, what, what's one, if you can give an example or mm-hmm. a story and obviously you don't have to name names or anything, but is there one like you know, story that really stands out that you've seen like really come in and, and thrive in recovery and just like maybe a, a point of almost hopelessness. And then I just want to give some folks like some inspiration out there to know that there's hope and know that, you know, you're not alone out there. There's a lot of people who are going through, you know, some really shitty things and they're able to recover from it and get some help that they need. Um, is there something that stands out to you? There, there's a couple ladies I can think that come to my mind. Um, when I first get these girls, there is a huge sense of hopelessness. Um, and you just see, it's like a shell of a person, almost. They have an inability to express their emotion, even identify how they feel. Um, they're just so beat down. And so with them being with me for you know seven months, plus I get to see them um, continue to find that path, find their light again. I've had girls, a girl in particular, she got into FITM. Um, a couple months ago, which is the fast fashion institute um, school. Have you heard of FITM? I was just going to ask you what, you haven't what heard it of was. Uh-uh. <laughs> you got to Google it. <laughs> Look it Google up. Google it. I just dance. That's yeah. all I do. I just that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, FITM. I haven't heard of it. Uh-uh. From podcast to yeah, dancing. Podcasting that's your new path. Dancing. Yeah, that's um, it. I had another have another girl who's going to graduate from high school um, here in a couple months, and she's actually walking, getting her diploma. Um, so being awesome. able to see that while yeah. they're in our care and just in recovery in general, when you find somebody um, who finally understands their purpose again and yeah. they put one foot in front of the other um, and make it happen, that's what I love. And that's why I do yeah. what I do. Um, and there's stories like that everywhere. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Especially with being directly involved with the Chadwick House, I do get to see it pretty regularly. So, so what is the what's like the process out there? Like, let's say there's um, you know someone out there listening, or or a mom maybe, and her mm-hmm. daughter's really going through it right now. Um, like, what is the process from actively you know drinking, using drugs, partying, 
um, you know, to kind of moving your way into something, um, one of the houses in the Chadwick house? Well, it's important to identify the problem. Um, a lot of times there might be a girl who is suffering from addiction and there's not an understanding of what the actual issue is or there's judgment yeah. on the issue. And so and that's enough to not allow someone to get help is fear of what's going to happen. What are they going to think of me? You know, it feels so impossible and you already feel so hopeless yeah, for you sure. know, in your addiction. Um, so identifying the problem by being able to communicate, hey, I need help. That's yeah. the first step is somebody has to acknowledge that they need help and then be willing to accept the help. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I have a, a family call me and they want to get their loved one into detox so bad. And I try to, you know, call the person that needs help and they're not available or, you know, oh, I have to go do this. They, it's just that first step, you know, into being willing yeah. to get the help is huge. Yeah. Um, and so if someone is willing to do that, then I can help them and then they can come to the Chadwick house. There it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, it does. I mean, it takes out a lot of the um, the the person, you know, because there's a lot of resistance, right, in totally. early recovery. So if they're not ready, then they're not ready. Like I, right. I deal with that with someone in my family who, you know, love him, but uh, he's living his own life, and I don't. It doesn't matter what I do or what anyone else does. Like he's got to want it himself. Right. And so. With the Chadwick House, you're kind of at a point where it sounds like a lot of the a lot of the women that are in there, they want to be there. Like, they want to get the help they need. Absolutely. And yeah. that's what makes our community thrive. And that's something that I ask on the front all the time is, are you willing to go to any lengths yeah. for your sobriety? Yeah. And they say yes. Yeah. And so, granted, I know that there's going to be issues, you know, for when sure. they come. And they might not want it some days. Totally normal. But they're willing to commit to being a you know a part of a community that sisterhood yeah um that support you know which a lot of us aren't used to or oh, yeah. have really had before and yeah. so they they're introduced to that it's a complete different lifestyle um than what they're used to yeah yeah there's a lot of isolation in in oh, addiction yeah. you know so and then you you get thrown into there's like, what? There's people around me. I got to like conversate and like make friends and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then it's huge. You know, we talked about community a couple of times in the, in the last, um, last couple of podcasts. And I know, uh, for me, that's been a huge part being around people and environments that are healthy and positive and people that bring me up and not, mm -hmm. not, you know, knock me down. Or That's the solution. It's a spiritual solution. Yeah. Recovery. And for me, ultimately that means a connection to something person place thing um, yeah. in a healthy way and yeah. so that's um, what we offer you know at the Chadwick house and obviously they get introduced to other modalities that furthers their recovery process yeah. but um, again not everyone's used to something like that or they yeah. feel I mean and that's where the drama comes in is they feel judged <laughs> or they're just yeah. like whatever you know yeah. you just never oh, yeah. know <laughs> yeah you never know what you're gonna get waking up no. one day huh yeah Hey, that keeps it interesting, though, right? Otherwise, this shit would be boring. So, yeah. Yeah. So where, uh, if folks want to find out more information about the Chadwick House or uh, they want to reach out, how can they do that? Chadwick-house.com. Pictures. Has the layout of the structure. I think last time we did this, I gave out my cell phone number. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I, I said, call me. <laughs> did you get some calls or what? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> anyone right. called me and said, hey, from this yeah, podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was but I do have a lot up. of families that 
they're researching for their loved one before they come uh-huh. and they're like oh i listen to your podcast and i'm like awesome. oh good so it's it's been positive that's huge yeah, yeah. i i get um i get that you know some oh yeah we, someone said they heard like who was it now i'm trying to think um oh it was uh uh, Jennifer Angier from um, Talbot Recovery. She used mm-hmm. to be a black bear. Oh, she told yeah, me that there's two people from Hong Kong who reached out to her from the podcast we did in Nashville, I think, or that something. That is and amazing. Yeah, it was just so cool. Like all the way around the world, like technology's Huge. freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty legit stuff. So, well, cool. I And then um, once again, folks, I put the uh, last year's episode, episode 128, in the show notes. Uh, so you can check it out there. Go to Chadwick, um, chadwick-house.com mm-hmm. for more information. And then, um, yeah, Jaina, congrats <laughs> on the baby again, too. Super Thank cool. you. Yeah. It was a surprise. Yeah, it was. A, okay, well, you know, hey, it's awesome. It's a good surprise. Yeah, for sure. She'll be here in four and a half months. You guys have a name picked out? Oh, yeah. What? Levi. Levi? Which That's means one who is loved, and then the middle Levi. name is Bodhi, which means enlightened. Bodhi, Levi, Bodhi. That is really cool. Love it. So we're going to call her Lola Bodhi. <laughs> <laughs> Lola Bodhi. Yeah, Levi, my husband's Polynesian. That's um, really cool. So it's really it's beautiful kind of, name. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, thank really you. cool. Yeah, it's a little bit better than uh, I wanted to name, because our last name is Raymer, but we get a lot of Rammer. So Rammer. I wanted to name Cash Rod, so we could call him Rod Rammer. Rod but that Rammer. didn't work. <laughs> That's why you have to have another one. (laughs) Nope, not happening. (laughs) Not happening. Jaina, thanks again for coming on Sober Guy Radio. Yeah, folks, uh, tune in. We have more shows coming out, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Coming to you live from Innovations in Recovery down in San Diego. Uh, Check it out, www.soberguy.com for more information. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.